Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You're listening to The Extra Point Show with Sal Capaccio and Sneaky Joe DiBiase on WGR Sports Radio 550. We definitely have some challenges. We do. It's important that every dollar we spend, we spend it wisely. That it's not on a guy that uh, he didn't pan out because I don't know that we're going to be able to have some spare. You know what? Let's take two and a half million, take a shot on this guy. If we put two and a half million in, he better help us win. It's from yesterday, Brandon Bean, Bill's GM. He went for quite a while yesterday. What was his total time, Joe? I mean, both him and McDermott went for like an hour each. Yeah, I they actually... Were, they were there a long time. I don't know what the exact timing was, but working out with uh, Josh before we we uh, had them mm-hmm. on yesterday, and we were trying to figure out like timing and like when to put breaks and whatnot. Yep. So I looked back at the last two years. I'm like, how long has he gone before? And it's like an hour every year. I'm like, you should probably plan on this mm-hmm. being at least like 55 minutes. Bean and went for exactly 63 minutes. See, yeah, so he wow. about, about on the mark from well, what we thought, I guess. Look at that, Josh. Good job. How much did McDermott go for? Do we have that? You have that too? Probably. 39 minutes and one second. Okay. 39 for McDermott, 63 for Bean. They, yeah, I mean, generally, I mean, I've been down there every year for these things, and mm-hmm. they don't like leave if you have more questions. You know what I mean? Like, it's generally like looking around, nobody has any more questions, you leave. And, you know, to me, just, you know, that's that's a good thing, and I appreciate that. I always leave then wondering, oh, did we ask this or that? I think we got a lot of clarity on a lot of things that at least maybe they're not going to give you the exact details on, right? Like, are you going to cut Jordan Poyer? That's not going to happen. But I do think that you, we got a good sense of maybe what they're thinking heading to the offseason. So let's kind of kick around some things that stood out today here on the Extra Point Show from yesterday's uh, Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean's post-season press conferences. Sal Capaccio, Sneaky Joe DiBiase with you on a Wednesday morning here. All right, so we're going to have Matt Bove, by the way, in about an hour, and we'll get Matt's perspective on that. And the disastrous um, second period and loss for the Sabres last night. My gosh. I mean, I I, I did actually stay up into yeah. the third period. I missed all the Sabres goals, Joe. Wow, you made I it. went to bed before that. I It was about nine minutes left, and I'm like, okay, that's over. I'm going to bed. Did you make it through, you made it through that, that second period? I did. Man, I did. That second period was so bad. It was so bad. <laughs> I know. 
It was awful watching it, but I made it through. Part of it wow. was I, I kept myself occupied with Sabres stuff. I mean, sorry, Bill's stuff and charts and UFAs. And I, you know, and I kept myself occupied that way. I said, I'll watch the game while I do this stuff. Had it on, and that was, yeah, disastrous. So anyway, part of it is, too, I did put out the chart this morning of all the UFAs, 22 of them for the Bills, one ERFA, equal rights free agent. Um, so you can find that at South Sports. Yeah, I did do that. And we'll wow. get with Matt uh, his thoughts. <laughs> you didn't you didn't make it, huh? God, God I, I wouldn't expect you to. You have to get up way earlier than yeah, I Yeah, no, no, no. I, I watched some of the condensed game back after after <laughs> uh, I woke up this morning, but no, no way. Yeah, especially if I had even attempted it, I think, yeah, maybe the second goal. I would have been like, okay, that's all, that's all she wrote. I would have missed the uh, the goal where Clifton just fell down like he's an oh, eight-year-old. Oh, my God. Um. Yeah, that, that would have been the one. Was for sure. that? By the way, Joe. Yeah, I don't know. If you, I don't know if you saw this because you watched the condensed version. You probably wouldn't have. Yeah, there were like four guys who just outright tripped or fell last night. I they just there, fell. I, I there was a couple of those on there. Um. Yeah, they can't even skate anymore. I don't know. Maybe it was the ice. Give. I don't know. It's so bad. It couldn't. It couldn't be worse. You know, we really needed them. You know, Buffalo sports fans. Yeah, didn't we? Like, and for the inevitable <laughs> heartbreak of the Bills probably not winning the Super yes. Bowl when that season ends, it'd be nice to have a hockey team here to distract us a little bit. All right. So the other morning, I went on the Dan Patrick show before this show. I don't know if you know that or not. I didn't like you know. I, I tweeted out of beyond, but I went on Dan Patrick at like nine twenty-five a.m. on Monday. Wanted to talk about the Bills season, and it was a pretty short interview, but you know. It was an honor, obviously, to be on with Dan. But at the end of it, Joe, at the end of the interview with Dan Patrick, and you can find the clip out there, he said to me, he said, well, now that football season's over, does it get colder in Buffalo? He said there's cold, but then there's non-football cold, right? Like when your season is over, however he phrased it. And I kind of laughed, and I said, yeah. I said, you know, Dan, but what normally carries us through, what we'd love to carry us through is having a hockey team that's winning and we don't have to focus on that. That hasn't been the case for 11 to 12 years now, and they currently have the longest playoff drought in the NHL. So, yes, I would say even though we have college basketball and we can go skiing and sledding and do a lot of cool things in Buffalo, you're probably right. It probably gets a little bit colder here when the when the Bills lose, and then obviously yeah. we have nothing for the Sabres to really sink our teeth into. This is, this is why Sal and I are in a league that drafts fantasy football in February. <laughs> This is, yes, this is, this is why. Yes, yeah. we do. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, we'll do that uh, in a couple of weeks. So yesterday, I just I wanted to make it a point. There's some things I had some notes. Okay, I want to just make sure we talk about this. Like I said to you, the one question I wanted from McDermott was, are you planning on hiring a defensive coordinator? Mm-hmm. His answer to that was, we really haven't gone down that road as far as staff. I get it. I respect it. But we didn't really get any clarity on what he wants to do next year. I wish we could have got more with that, but that's fine. Those things will happen in due time. The other one, as the press conference went on, you know, there's so much talk about he, him wanting a certain style of offense and wanting an offensive coordinator who's a yes man and a puppet to run that certain style of offense. I've personally never believed that. Now, I will tell you just from being around football, being around coaches, coaching Mm -hmm. myself, The head coach is the person who does kind of set the tone in the program and say, I have a philosophy. That's the way it works. But it doesn't mean that they're meddling all the time or they're telling or directing the coordinators. And a lot of times you just can't do that anyway. It's not like you're going into a game and going, you got to run these plays and these plays because the coordinator's got to do his job. And on top of that, from a play-to-play basis, there's just not much time to do things like that. I've never believed that. I have always believed that he does want to be able to run the ball you know, at certain times and believes that that is a very key component in football. So I made sure to ask him, hey, 
when you hire an offensive coordinator, whether it's Joe Brady or someone else, is it someone that needs to do what you want to do? Or is it someone who brings their own ideas, their own offense, and then you say, yep, that fits into what you know our personnel is? And then I stopped and said, let me, because it's always, I, I don't want to, I guess mm-hmm. for me, the challenge sometimes as a reporter, Joe, is I don't want to say to someone who's standing up there, well, you know, fans think this, but I felt it was important in this regard yeah. to say, because Sean, a lot of fans feel you're a defensive coach, you want a conservative offense because of that, and you want to dial it back. And I love the answer he gave, A, because I'm glad he mm-hmm. gave like what he said, but I also think he didn't shy away from it, which was good. And that answer was, I cut my teeth around Andy Reid. I believe in pass first, throw to win, especially where Josh Allen is. Okay, on the heels of that, you tweeted out a chart yesterday. I was a bit confused. I'd like you to kind of explain this to me. What you're saying is, yeah, he was right, right? He did you. What what yeah. you're trying to point out is, yep. McDermott is not being disingenuous. He this is the way they've operated. Is no, that correct? That, that's right. I mean, he even said, or is it the opposite? No, he he even no. It, it is correct. Look what he said. I mean, the evidence backs okay. it up over a four year okay. Okay. over a four year period. Yeah, the chart I tweeted out was. Uh, early down pass frequency in neutral situations, which is, I think, I think, kind of the standard around the league for, you know, dissecting who, when, when everything's on the table, when the game is close, when it's not a blowout, you know, because teams will run the ball then, and then your run, you know, efficiency will go up, and all the good teams will look like they're running it, but really they're not; they're just winning more. This is in situations where you can do whatever you want. If the game script doesn't affect it, how often are you choosing to throw the football? And in the last four years, and I'm I'm using McDermott's words as the start of the timeline. I mean, he even said that it really became, you know, more so. It's, paraphrasing their philosophy once Allen, you know, kind of took yes. the step. Yes. Right. Once Allen took the sure. step. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. And, and I think that's fair. You should do that. I mean, we all, and we're not going to go back to when Tyrod was there. We're not going to sure. go back to, you know, I think that's right. unfair, but I agree with you. And I think that's a great way to approach it from your standpoint. So in those four years since Allen's been that, they're the second 
pass happiest team in the league, only trailing Kansas City, who he even said, like that's the and he reads the guy I cut my teeth from. So what he's saying isn't wrong. Mm-hmm. And I, I followed that up with so what we saw this year was really the first stretch of games where they weren't at the top of the league. They were 14th in this area, and for how pass happy they were once Joe Brady took over, 14th. Still not like the bottom of the league, but it is definitely a, a significant drop from top two or three, which they've pretty much consistently been. But if you look at the first half of the year, they were more pass happy under Ken Dorsey, and I, I want to believe him that that is what he wants to be because four years of sample, 65 games – before the Joe Brady uh, games here, 65 games in a row say they throw the ball all the time. They throw the ball at will. It's what they want to do. They know who their quarterback is. And then I have nine games that say, well, let's let's try to run the ball a little bit more. And I, I think I want to trust the 65 games more than I want to trust the nine games and just hope and assume that the nine games was more a product of we just didn't have – we just didn't have it. You know, we were turning the ball over too much, and maybe we missed on a couple of um, assessments of what we had at receiver, um, and we we ended up feeling like this was going to give us a better chance to win. But I don't think that has to mean even, you know, pairing that with what McDermott said, Sal, I don't think that has to mean at all that, oh, Joe Brady ran the ball more, so now this is what they are. So I tweeted out the answer from him. I also went and got the clip and put that out there. And I can't tell you how many responses I still got that people think that he's just lying, he's covering, he's disingenuous. I don't know what else to – like, that, that's all we can do, though. We can ask and have it. I just wanted you to say, like, that. It, that's yeah. not the case, really. Like, it, he has actually operated that way. I, I don't know, then, where it comes from. Is it just because people think, just have this thing about defensive coaches? Like, why – so here what you have is yeah. – this is what I'm trying to say, I guess. Here you have the coach answering directly. I don't believe in that. I believe in passing first. I believe in throwing to win. You have a chart from you, and you can have different charts. Anybody can mm-hmm. that prove that. Like the show, yes, that's exactly what he does. But yet, you still have a large portion of this fan base that believes that's not true for some reason. Why is that? I think it's a combination of a sentiment out there, and there have been articles about this. Warren Sharp wrote a piece this year. We forget, you know, that that happened because it was it didn't get as much um, run as Tyler Dunn's did. Um, but Warren wrote a piece that had a lot in it about, you know, the sentiment would have been that Brian Dable was the reason that they threw the ball so much, and then McDermott mm. was really pushing against that the whole time that Dable was here. Um, so that is already out there in some regard. And two, I think maybe more importantly, I think more of it is just when you are a defensive coach, I think think it's hard for anybody to escape that that mantra of yes you know wanting to be run heavy wanting to be conservative because it you know around the league it typically is that way right like most defensive coaches i would say throughout time have been more skewed in that direction um but mcdermott you know i i want to i want to believe him at his word that that is what he trusts in is throwing the ball He's even if he did push against Brian Dable, and I don't know how true that is or not. He let Mm -hmm. Brian Dable be the offensive coordinator for years. He hired Brian Dable, by the way, when Dable wasn't even in his circle. That wasn't like a Carolina retread guy. That was 
Mm-hmm. You know, the Ravens, I'll get a lot of credit this year, and I have to, given them credit too, for deciding that we need a change in our offense. We need to throw it more with Lamar Jackson. So what are we going to do? Let's go get the best offensive coordinator from college football. And they went and got Todd Monken from Georgia. It's exactly mm-hmm. what McDermott did when he got Brian Dable. Let me go get the best offensive coordinator from Alabama because I need to transform my pass game with this new young quarterback. And then they came out the first game with Brian Dable and... Well, I guess the, the second year was really when this happened, but they threw the ball 17 times in a row to open a season. So, yeah, I remember that the, I, at the Jets. Yeah. I wonder if McDermott can ever fully escape it. Um, that, that mantra, even if you know there isn't a lot of evidence to me, there isn't a ton of evidence to back up that he wants them to become the Tennessee Titans or something. Right. So, hey, I mean, look, if you if you believe that, if you think that that's the case, you, you can. I mean, you have every right to. All we can do is ask. He answered what I, I I love his answer for the fact that he actually gave an answer. But there's the numbers to back up. This is a team that throws the ball first. This is a team that, oh, he did say. And you could take this part of it. I do believe in two, being two-dimensional. And you do have to run the ball when you need to run the ball. And especially when the weather turns. And, it, and he said, and it has a few times here. Yeah. Or when they're lined up a certain way. So if you take the numbers of how they did become more of a run-oriented team towards the end of the season... And you take yeah. everything he said and you take your chart, Joe. My natural conclusion is I think they were forced to do it because they didn't have the weapons. And I think that's backed up by what yeah. he and Brandon Bean said about explosive plays, about what they said about having to get people and even the words player acquisition were used about explosive yeah. plays. Yeah. I think the reason they morphed more into a run-oriented team is not because Sean McDermott fired Ken Dorsey to put a puppet Joe Brady in or went into Joe Brady's office and said, you better run the ball. I think it's because they said, we can't get separation as much as we'd love to do it. It's just going to hurt us. So we got to have an ability to move the ball a bit, a bit uh, in a different way. Yeah, I hear that for sure. By the way, one other thing I want to throw in that I'm just thinking now that I thought before on why McDermott is seen as, well, you just want to run it. You want it, the, the conservative nature. Um, when there is a lot of evidence to say the contrary. I think another element that could be happening here is almost an optical illusion, if or just an illusion in general, where McDermott for years has talked about in press conferences and you know post-game stuff, for years he has said and talked about wanting to run the ball better. But, A lot of that is because the Bills haven't run the ball well. So you're going to get asked more about the run game just in general, Mm -hmm. when you're especially when you lose games, because that's a natural place to look. Well, all right, like wouldn't you like to be better running the ball? And of course, McDermott's going to say yes. He's not going to say I don't care about the run game. Versus, why don't you hear him talk about the pass game as often? Because the pass game has worked. So you don't get questions about, hey, what was wrong with the pass game today? You know what I mean? Like, so if the pass game had been struggling, you you might hear him more often say, yeah, we need to be throwing the ball better. But he doesn't say that because often mm-hmm. they are throwing the ball better. So I, I think that could be a little bit of an illusion here, too, is everyone hears McDermott talk about the run game more over the years, but a lot of that just could be because their run game hasn't been nearly as productive as their pass game. I'm going to give you a quote here. Quote, I'm going to ask you. You tell me who you think said this. We're a week-to-week team. Balance is important if it's working. 
if one of them is not working, then you better not have too much balance. You better do the other thing more. What do you think? Who do you think said that? I mean, it sounds like a McDermott quote, but... It's Brian Dable. It's Brian Dable? Yeah. Brian Dable said that. Yeah. In November of 2020. Yeah. I think... I I mean, isn't this just what coordinators always say? Brian Dable's never come out and said, oh my God, like, I don't care about running the ball. We need to throw it, baby. Like, we need to become the run-and-shoot Houston Tech... I'm sorry, Houston Oilers. Yeah. Like, that's not... Brian Dable stressed the importance of running the ball when you needed to run the ball. Yeah. No, right. I this is yeah, where where I end up on all this with McDermott is I I mean, I I have my issues with some things that he that he has done game management stuff, you know, over the years and and other things. But I I've I and I'll I'll say this too. I have had that worry in the back of my head for years, too. I I don't have it as much anymore because we're so far in now, but I've had that worry for years about you know, does he ever want to get back? Does he ever, I don't want to say get back. Well, I guess they were that when he first showed up because of Tyrod, but does he ever want to get back to, you know, that run-oriented style of offense? Would, would he like, in, in his own personal opinion, to have them be a little bit more of a balanced team? I've always had that thought. I've always had that wonder. They've drafted mm-hmm. running backs, you know, like they want to be that. That is true. Um, But, you know, we're at a point now where, with Allen being this good, it still really hasn't happened over the course of a full season. So I guess like next year will be another, you know, we'll see if the proof is where the pudding is of, okay, they did run it more, but are they going to get back to what they've been? Again, I want to believe them that they, that they, they may, they just think they missed maybe on some of these things, you know, when it comes to receiver, maybe they thought Gabe Davis was going to be more consistent for them as a number two over the last two years. They, I'm sure they thought they were getting more out of Deontay Hardy on offense when they paid him. Maybe they thought they were getting more out of Sherfield. Maybe they thought 12 personnel would be a little bit more smooth. Maybe they didn't think James Cook would drop five passes, you know, in a in a in an eight game stretch. So, you know, they they might have wanted their pass game to really still be their bread and butter. I, I don't think they might have predicted that they would have ended up at the end of the year not being able to throw the ball down the field. And they sounded like two men yesterday to me, that that want to get back to that, to know that that was part of their downfall, mm-hmm. and that they're not they're not sitting on their hands and and being okay with it. I, I I love that. I think you made some great points. And one thing you just said right there that we should investigate and talk about is if you're gonna think that, then why have they drafted two running backs with early round picks, and they mm-hmm. have not drafted receivers other than a pass catcher. And Dalton Kincaid. So we'll talk about what Brandon Bean said about that. Take a look at the roster and where they go from here. Sal Capaccio, Sneaky Jody Biasi, give us a call on the Extra Point Show. 803-0550 here rolling on a Wednesday on WGR Sports Radio 550's Extra Point Show. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.